Allow me to begin my story with Major Wana. I have been informed, I've been told that sometimes when you go up, uh, you and the issues of God must go separate ways. But I found that in my positions as my country's member of parliament, minister of women and children, foreign minister, vice president and president of the country, I depended on my God. In the 90s in my country of Malawi, we started to hear about a young child between the ages of seven and ten that was preaching and people couldn't understand how a six seven year old eight year old ten year old could ever preach he was in primary school and uh, they were saying this boy is from the north his mother is from Zimba and he, for him people to see him preaching they stand him on a table for people to see Hallelujah! I want Major One today to forgive me because I'm going to tell it all. Do it! I did not get a chance to meet this young boy until 2009 I was vice president of the republic and going through some rough times and I just got information that prophet Bushiri wanted to come and see me and I had very much wanted to meet him and what came to my mind straight away it's that boy that I've been hearing about I want to meet him And he came and prayed for me and with me. But I wanted us to share that conversation. I wanted to understand this 10-year-old, not the one I was meeting now, more grown up. But what was that about? How could a 10-year-old preach? And I said to him, what happened? He says, I know that I'm anointed. In my life, I've done nothing else but to save God. I said, and then at what point did you know that you were born to preach? He says, no, I know that for as long as I had any brain now to remember, I know that God was talking to me. He was, if you check in Malawi, he was one of the best students in his class. Major one! So, today we could have been talking about a professor in this and that. But for him, that was the calling. So I said to him, before we pray, you came to pray with me and for me. But tell me, and allow me to understand how it was like growing up in school. And he said, one thing that he said that I'll never forget, he said, I had to pray to God to set aside some power he had given me 
until he allows me to go through education so that I can be able to read and write and speak English and save him better. was that? And he told me that sometimes if I accidentally touched a friend, they got shock like you get when you touch electricity. Sometimes if he touched somebody, that's the shock they could get. So he said, now God, I know I'm only a child, but if that is what is going to happen with my siblings, I will not play. I will not stay with anybody on my chair in class. I will not speak to my teacher. They will be running away from me. Keep that power for me until I grow up. Hallelujah! But there was also something else he did that day. He showed me a photograph. I was talking about a 10-year-old. He showed me a photograph of a younger child of between 4 and 5 holding a Bible. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, I'm a mother and grandmother. A five, six-year-old child is playing with toys. Your toy is not a Bible. If you are playing with a Bible at five, six years old, you are anointed by God. Because this is a five-year-old, six-year-old, I don't know how old major you were. I didn't want to ask many questions, but you were holding a Bible instead of holding a toy. And I know for sure, Major, that maybe at that time you couldn't even read and write. But God had already placed this Bible in your hands. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, fast forward. Then I saved in all those positions I talked about. Then I saved as president. Anyway, so uh, we'll discuss when we meet at, four, at five. Yeah, thank you. I left State House on the 30th of May 2014. I don't know how many people in this room have been presidents, but it's a very, very strange experience when you are in and when you are out, especially if you are a servant leader. If you are born to be a servant leader, you get yourself in state house, it doesn't matter because what matters to you, if you go to God as I did, to say, God, give me wisdom, nothing else. Give me wisdom like Solomon, the rest shall follow. Malawians will judge me. What I know is that in that situation, I didn't know what was going to happen in state house. But you find suddenly that even your door is opened for you, you don't drive. Any door is opened for you. You just get outside. People are surrounding you as sicarius, policemen. I mean, you are, it's a strange life. Then suddenly you leave. All that stops in a minute. Six o'clock, seven o'clock. The same day I stopped being president is the same day I left state house. The doors couldn't open anymore. I had to open them. If I sat at the back of the car, the car wasn't going to move because I had to drive it. But also what happens is that the people who were your friends, some of them run away. Even men, people that claim to be men of God. 
People that were coming to pray with you because they were hoping to benefit a lot from you. So we went to the village to where we are, where we have a retirement home, is four hours from town. And I was sitting there now one week, wondering what next, trying to plan in my life what I wanted to do. Because I had told myself that I shall serve God whether I am in state house or outside. It doesn't matter. But I must plan what I want to do. I just heard that at the gate, there's a gentleman called Prophet Hara. Uh, they told me there's Prophet Hara at the gate. So they, I said, coming here, I haven't seen anybody in a week. People stopped coming. So he, I said, let him win. I had met him before. He had come to State House to pray with me. So I let him win. The first thing he said when he sat down, he said, let me declare my mission. I have been sent by Major One to come here. I have been sent by Major One. Therefore, I shall call him so that he confirms to you that the prophecy I bring is not mine. And that's exactly what happened. But what made me very upset that day is that Major One said to me, congratulations, God has just promoted you. Hallelujah! When he talks about what I see is not what you see, we must believe him. Because I remember looking at Bishop uh, Prophet Haran saying, is, that, is this some kind of a joke? You came here to tease me or to do what? Major one, this son of God said to me, God has promoted you. And just sit back and see what he will do. What God has told me, he wants to elevate you to the next level so that you serve on the global stage. So because I don't want to waste your time, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, I will just briefly tell you what has happened in the 12 months since I left State House. From what his God told him, told Major One to tell me, as I speak, I have given 20 international speeches. ...to help cushion the shock that that devaluation has brought about. I have received six international awards. I have met eight global leaders. Usually when you leave setups, they don't want to meet you. But I've met eight global leaders. And I have received one doctorate degree. Honorary. On this 15th day of May, in the year 2015, in recognition of your dedication and achievements in advocating for social justice and education, Wheelock College is honored to bestow upon you the honorary degree, Doctor of Education. Sounds simple, but if you are on the road to being an extraordinary leader, 
it is far from being easy. Sometimes your choices hurt your own chances of glory, power, and success. Are you tough enough? God bless you. It would have been wrong if I didn't come back to stand here and give this testimony. I want to thank God but by, uh, for that woman who is his mother. Because this is Women's Day. I don't know another woman who is honored like that one. Because every day when he speaks, he says nine months in my mother's womb. Just prophesy. <laughs> yeah! Power. Nine months. You see, jealous. My mother's beautiful. It's in our family. I love you, ma'am. Nine months in my mother's womb. Just to prophesy. Every single day, I watch that, I watch prophetic uh, channel. In fact, today, my four-year-old grandson said to me in my hotel, Major One! <laughs> Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, my favorite passage in the Bible is Joshua 1, verses 1 to 9. And for me, I always look at where God is telling Joshua, go wherever your foot steps, that you, that's yours. I've given you. Claim it. But today as I was coming here and I saw the people outside, more people outside than inside, I thought about major one. And I thought that I should share this. Verse 6 of that passage says, Be courageous. I shall be with you. You are the one who is going to lead these people to the promised land. You are the one who is going to lead all of us to prosperity and to that land of milk and honey. I want to finish by making a prayer request. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, I think, Hannah asked God for a son. And, he pro and she promised God that if you give me a son, I shall bring that son back to you. And indeed, that's what he did. Obviously, he was telling this boy all along, you don't belong to me. I already promised God I would take you back there. So he knew. Then time came, he went and gave up this son. And they went to bed. And he slept. And, and he heard calling. And he got up and he went to Eli. And Eli said, no, I'm not calling you. Go back to sleep. By the second time, Eli knew that my poor child does not recognize God's voice. And told him that when you hear that next, just say, 
I'm here. Here, speak to me. I want to ask for a favor. Pray for me. At a time such as this, we get a lot of temptations. But I want to be able to hear God's voice. I want when God wants me, whatever God wants me to do is what I must do. I must never do what I want. I must do just what he wants. I must not hear the calling this side and go the opposite direction. May God bless you. I don't know what to say. I think I'm shy. Wow, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. To have leaders like these in a nation. Your nation cannot be the same again. You could see from her speech that what she's speaking, it is from her spirit, not from what she was reading here. And I'm shocked how she has reminded me my past. <laughs> I was praying that, oh God, please, in the name of Jesus. And God is said, uh uh, your prayer will not be answered. You speak everything. <laughs> it's amazing, actually. So much amazing how she can remember all that. You know, sometimes people they think I began to preach yesterday, I just woke up and they began to be, I'm a prophet. Hey, ma'am, we are honored to have you. The whole church, ECG family, and prophetic channel. We celebrate you and thank you for being with us. I know you're a woman of God and you love God. And this is your place. Every time you are around in South Africa, please have your way and worship with us. It is very important. And uh, also, she has spoken how she fears God, how her story with God has been. In short, she summarized it and spoke what God has done in her life. This is absolutely amazing. I'm not talking about a person who was working A simple job who was a teacher and has resigned. I'm talking about a president of a nation.
was a president of a nation. And he comes, it, there's a difference. If, for, if, for an engineer to come here or a professor to come here and speak, I'm talking about a president of a nation to still remember to say, this prophet has been with me all this while. Usually, most of us, when we get a miracle, we run away and we disappear. But this woman of God, the first person to enter the state house when she became the president, it was me. So you can see that she loves God and she, she, she really is connected to God. She prays and we pray for her. And she said, please, this time around, she needs our prayer so that she can hear the voice of God. What is God saying? Are you hearing this? And she said a statement that almost made me be like, did she just say that? It's a simple statement, but very powerful. She said, when the prophet tells you that what I am seeing is not what you are seeing, believe it. You may be despondent and not knowing what to do next, which direction to take, what to do. You may be despondent, but when you have a prophet, you can't be because he will tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. You see, if she had forgotten us, the time she became a president, women of God also would say, hey, but she has been with us throughout. Oh, you're not hearing this? You can put your hands for Jesus Christ. Come on, once again, everybody put your hands for Jesus.